Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. And we're back. Episode 137, correct? I think it's 36. 36? I might be tripping though. <laughs> I don't know for sure. Why can't we get it right? We never get it right. We never get it right. Yeah. yeah usually what I'm going to have to do now is reference the last one. Uh-huh. Because that's obviously the answer. Um, what is it here? So it's 130. Yeah, 136. Okay, cool. Okay. All yeah. right. Now we're on the same page. Have you ever Somebody ever told you something that wasn't factual, but in your heart you knew the answer. Right. But the way they said it so confidently, it kind of question. <laughs> you made you question yourself. Yeah, it happened the other day. It happened. All right. Um, basically, I was headed out to Southgate out in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and I pulled in, and I had a 53-foot trailer. And the guy, the guy in the left lane hops out of his truck. He said, oh, no, this is only you can only exit from that lane. You can't come in. Yeah. You have to go out and come back around. Yeah. And I just looked at him. I said, uh, I've been coming in this way all week, man. He's yeah. like, no, that's not the right way, man. Yeah. It's not the right way, man. I'm like, <laughs> all right. And then I looked at the dude and I said, hey, this guy's saying this is the exit lane. He said, no. He said, oh, I haven't been here in a couple years. Oh, my God. So, dude, you were, you were, you were willing to lead me astray, give me wrong information. Like, that's dumb, dude. Yeah. That's so stupid. But anyways. That's, yeah, stupid. Let's get right into it, folks. Um, uh, pressure. Uh, pressure is a good thing. A lot of times people feel like, you know, they're stressed out about stuff and, you know, they're, you know, all this is going on in my life. I have all, I think you need a certain amount of pressure. There's a certain amount of pressure that's healthy because if, if you don't feel any pressure, that means you're not pushing yourself. Um if you're a person that has things going on and you're trying to move your life forward, whether it's financially, physically, you're trying to get in shape, whatever, like these things are rewarding. So it's not something that should like stress you out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also character building. So you you're building your character throughout this shit. You, you don't want to fold under pressure. That's why I talk about folding under pressure. If you fold, that means you're going to give up. Yeah. And I, I think it's important to keep pressing forward. Because if you fold, that means you're just going to be okay with whatever life has to give you, man. Yeah. And our time on this earth is very short, whether you live 80 years or whatever, because, you know, there's a lot of shit that you only have so many years to do. Yeah. By the time you're 37, you might not, you, you might be too old to do what it is you want to do. So you have to press forward the whole time. Yeah. So that's just one way of looking at it. Yeah. I think that's, that's a real thing. Um, for me, I think for me, graduating college one of it was the the actual degree didn't mean much to me right, but right, i think like the pressure of like your family name right i think that that was one of the things that that kept me pushing <clears throat> and, it, and it and it also you know try to make me do it you know as fast as possible because i felt like i wasted a lot of time in my junior college days 100%. when i was like 18 19 years old just 100%. going to class not going to class you know failing classes and stuff like that so for me, um, definitely that pressure because you, you would hear certain people, um, you know, family, aunt, aunts, uncles and stuff like right. that. They're asking you about school and, you know, yeah. you know, excited about it and everything. And especially coming from where we come from, we don't come from a, a lineage of a bunch of degrees. You know, we can probably count on our fingers how many people that we know in our family that has a degree. So right. that was that was one of those things. And also. Um, age for me and not necessarily age as in, in a bad way to where like, oh, I'm getting too old for right. for this, but I'll just just knowing that I'm getting older and knowing that, you know, our life is uh, is, you know, we don't know when when we'll be gone. Yeah, so exactly. As far as that goes, um, 
I'm trying to do everything as soon as possible. 100%. God willing, we can we can make these things happen. But as far as all the stuff that's in my power, like I want to do it. I want to do it today. You ain't got no choice. That's why sometimes I call you and I'm be a little mad at myself. Like, damn, Keith. Like, man, I got to get this going or I got to do this. And you explain to me like it's a process. Yeah. So I understand like it's certain things that I don't have that I want to do that I haven't really finished doing. Or, yeah. You know, but the, the the thing is that once you get these things moving and you're also uh, progressing in other mm-hmm. facets of your life, then you have to give yourself a little bit of a break. But you still got to fucking put your foot on the throttle. Yeah. Um, I think with that, though, it's like my thing is always like I feel like. Cause I always draw from other experiences to, you know, kind of give me an insight on like another thing that I'm going through. Right. So like I always draw back to like school and stuff like that. Right. So I, I feel like, you know, if I wanted to graduate when I was like 20, 22, 23 mm-hmm. years old. I didn't graduate till I was 26, but like through all that, I was able to kind of learn like things are going to happen the way they are and it's going to put you in the best possible position. Cause even before then, like, there was no idea of a podcast. There was no idea of like doing True. short films and music videos and stuff like that. So, you know, you just kind of end up where you're supposed to a lot of the time. That's true. That's a very great point. Um, another thing, too, man, is there's certain pressures that really don't matter too much that we yeah. that that cause stress. Like they'll be like, well, you're 35. You don't have any kids. You're not married. What's going on? <clears throat> Keith, you're 28. Why aren't you married and you have kids yet? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's social pressures. That's different. Yeah. I think the pressures that matter are the ones that. Are, are that are um, attached to your goals. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the pressures that really fucking matter. Everything mm-hmm. else is going to fall in place. I, I'm a strong believer in energy. And I think that uh, the energy that you create for your life will start to include people that want to become a part of that energy. Mm-hmm. You know, so those like it's certain pressures that really are not real pressure. It's just social pressure. Yeah. And, and it's also like if you want to stand out and be a man that uh, or or individual that's doing what you really want to do, then you're more different than almost anyone else in the world. Yeah. That people create pressure on themselves to do what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. I hardly know anyone with a podcast. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I hardly know anyone with a podcast that does it every fucking week like us. As a matter of fact, let me give you an idea of pressure. This morning, well, Keith found out he has to, you know, he has to head out to L.A. to do some work. Um, and... Uh, he hit me up about like when he had to leave. I'm like, all right, let's go do the podcast in the morning. Mm-hmm. Now, that created, I guess, some level of pressure, but not really because um, yeah. we love doing this. Um, but you could you could clock out and say, ah, oh, maybe some other time we'll do the podcast. Mm-hmm. But when you're when you are passionate about something, then it's a healthy pressure is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I mean, even more than that, you know, there was um, multiple times like in the, the 30, 40 episode range where i had went to new york right so we, we doubled up episodes yeah and we dropped it like the next week so yeah and and we just had to come up with ideas off the, the rip it wasn't yeah. no current events it was just straight, straight like yeah you know stuff about our our life so that's fast yeah, yeah i man. think when you really when you really it's almost a what, what happens is you create a precedent so there's a there's a pressure for you to 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 drop quality 
You know, Facts. it's just like on when an artist, they got, you know, a Grammy for their first album and then mm-hmm. the, the second album come around and it's just like, yo, you, you know, they may take two or three years to get it right. But, you know, it's still that pressure to live up to the name of that, that first 100%. album. Yeah. Another another pressure in regards to podcasting is you have to hope that what you're saying is engaging enough for the people that listen to your content yeah. to really like and listen to like this. Somebody's going to listen to this podcast while they're going to work in the morning or while they're at work. And mm-hmm. if it's not engaging them, they're going to fucking turn it off. Yeah. And I want to be the podcast that you listen to in the morning that you listen to for the entire episode. Yeah. You know, because we're speaking about things um, that interest you or that you're passionate about. Or even if you don't know about, we speak about them in such a way that they engage you e- any e- like either way. So yeah. that's another pressure. I don't ever want to be on the microphone just bullshitting, wasting my fucking time and wasting your time. Yeah. So we, we appreciate everyone that tunes in and, and really uh, fucks with the content. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, man. Uh, switching gears. Um, Cardi B. Um, recently, Cardi B obviously had filed for divorce um, and now she's back with Offset. And we're not bringing this up to talk about Cardi B's relationship because I don't really give a fuck about that. Bringing this up because mm-hmm. of a lot of times how women think or how people think and how damaging it is. Yeah. Cardi B basically recently mentioned that she filed for divorce to scare Offset, right? To scare him. And here's the problem with that, ladies listening. Um, there's a lot of women that were like championing what she did, saying, that's right. You got to scare these dudes. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, that's very dysfunctional. And I think dysfunctional people in relationships have become like the norm in society when in actuality, this is how it really should go. If you are a high value person and the person that you are with is cheating on you or not um, behaving in a way that is uh, in conjunction, hopefully I'm using the right word, mm-hmm. uh, in conjunction with your value, you fucking get rid of them. Mm-hmm. When you keep giving people chances, you're proving to them that your value is not very high. Yeah. And, and you're not conducting yourself in accordance to your value. Mm-hmm. Let me be clear. If you break up with somebody once and you take them back, that's not that bad. But when you keep doing it over and over and over and over and over, they don't take you seriously. The person that keeps cheating on you don't take you seriously. As soon as you break up with him, he already getting his dicks up. Like, yeah. Let's be real. Now he's just going to be sneakier about getting his dicks up. So, ladies, don't think that you're punishing somebody by breaking up with him. You, if you, first of all, if you behaved in accordance to your value, you would drop that motherfucker and never give him a chance again. Mm-hmm. That's how people with high value really move. Oh, you don't respect me? All right. I'm done. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but when you keep taking motherfuckers back, how much power is it? How much mm-hmm. power? How much? How much power does it really display when you take somebody back multiple times? Yeah, this goes both ways. I 100%. think there's a lot of men that do that too. They that girl would be, yep. you know, not responding to text messages yeah. for twelve hours at a time, Ridiculous. and you know, all kind of stuff. Or you you you'll see her hanging out with somebody. I've seen all kind of stuff. Oh yeah, but it's just like. At you, like you said, you kind of lose that value because what they start to realize is that you need them more, more than they need you. There you go. Yeah. So it's just like you get you. You're almost giving that person too much power. Yeah. Fuck that. I Let think me. there's. I think there should be a, a slight ego in a relationship. Yes. To where you you're like, yo, I am the. There you go. I'm the person that wears the pants. There you in go. This relationship, and not like a. Yeah. A, a gender. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just as far as like your. Your confidence in the relationship, because, yeah. you know, as soon as they break whatever bond or whatever, um, 
you know, relationship or the structure of your relationship, then you have to realize that, Mm -hmm. you know, they did you wrong and there's somebody out there that really deserves you. And we talked, you you, I don't know if you want to bring up the example you told me about without dropping names or anything, but you speaking about a person that to this day still regrets not doing right by their partner. I I, I will talk about it. I'm not going to drop no names, but it's basically, there's a dude I know and back in college, he had a girlfriend, really cool girl, really, uh, really smart, very pretty. Um, but they used to argue frequently and he would be get caught up yelling and screaming at her and stuff. And she'd be leaving his apartment crying. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, damn, what happened? He's like, she being stupid. And then things like that. Right. <laughs> and by the way, we were only like at that time, like 22 years old. We we're very young. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as time progressed, I think when they were like 24, 20, 20, like, they're like 24, they had split up or 23, one of them. Yeah. Um, and. Basically, what had happened is, is he was just being a hard ass while not really having high value. But you could tell where her trajectory was. She Mm -hmm. was very smart. She had a degree. And a lot of times when men are not up, like in regards to like when women can't rely on you or they don't really see value in you, they're going to break up with you off of that off the strength. Yeah. Especially when she's trying to do something. So she ended up breaking up with him and got with this other dude. And this dude is has a career. Um good dude, good father. And she'd been with him probably 10 years or something like that. And to this day, if I have some little conversations with uh, subject a, he'll be like, yeah, man, I still love her to this day. He will still say that he still loves her, but you did not act in accordance to you loving her. Yeah. You try to treat her like she was some regular little regular smegular thought when she was a woman, a grown woman, you can't do that. The same thing with like and this is why well it, that's kind of, it's not somewhat of a tangent but the whole it's the whole Cardi B conversation is basically if you are a person with value you have to act like it mm-hmm. and what she did is is she behaved like she had value and she dipped out on him yeah you know uh, the the subject we're talking about in the other thing I'm mm-hmm. not saying any names mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but she left him she mm-hmm. left him she's living a good life. She looks great still. Yeah. And in him, I'm not no slight to him, but old boy is low key like depressed now. Yeah. So people, you got to understand. And you, you just mentioned right now the the whole um, value system thing, too. Mm-hmm. Like in order for me to break up with a chick now, she doesn't have to cheat on me or any of that. Just the fact that you get caught up with a system, you disrespecting me. That's enough for me to leave you mm-hmm. because you don't see the value that I bring. So you think it's okay to disrespect me? I'm done with your ass. Yeah. Because you fucked up. Mm-hmm. And even if it hurts me to leave you, I will break it off. Mm-hmm. Because once a woman don't respect you, you might as well break up with her immediately. Because mm-hmm. women move off respect. When they don't respect you no more, you need to leave them alone. Yeah. Let them go, whatever. And they also get eyes for other dudes, too. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. Once women stop respecting dudes, they get eyes for other men. Mm-hmm. So you need to leave them the fuck alone. Yeah. That's real. I mean, there's, yeah, it's it's just unfortunate in that situation. I think that a lot of people, I think that, that I think the most basic part of that conversation is just the value that, that we put on each other and then on ourselves. Right, right, right. So, I mean, you, you start to see, I think it becomes apparent, um, people's insecurities. Like 100%. they feel like, 
um because so, you you have to, you get very comfortable in relationships oh yeah especially the the longer they go on and the older mm-hmm. you get when you're in your 30s and stuff yeah. like that it's like yo this is a person i'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with right and then almost like if i'm not with this person like what do i do on the the market as far as like dating and mm-hmm. stuff like that like That's who true. can i go to 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 build a new relationship with and even though there is somebody out there that will probably love you and be um and be uh a good person to you as far as a relationship they're mm-hmm. not stepping out on you and stuff like that right but you you're so comfortable in this this relationship that you don't even want to entertain that other uh yeah. unknown yeah that's true I, I just think that that is first of all i just think the way that if as a relationship goes and people get more lax the only thing you can never be laxed on is your purpose in life yeah i think that's gonna probably keep the relationship good because um just being who you said you were is enough to keep a woman around. Yeah. I think that when you enter a situation where, you know, yeah, I got a podcast, I'm directing this movie, I'm editing this, you know, I'm you're doing this. You're coming into it, you, doing these things. You're coming in with guns blazing. Yeah. You're coming in with, with, with value. You're really about what you say you're about. Yeah. And what it is, too, is with women, when you first meet them, a lot of women get played, bro. A lot of women get lied to and they get fucked and they get left. Because it's a dude that spoke and said things and made himself sound so fucking good. And then he turned up to be a liar. Mm-hmm. A lot of men are fucking liars. I'm just mm-hmm. being real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, women be lying like a motherfucker, too. But I'm just talking about men in this aspect. But a lot of men are liars. They'll, they'll do what they need to do uh, to get what they want. And they cannot keep up that shit. Because the average person is not really chasing anything great. Mm-hmm. They're just chasing They're women. Just, yeah. Yeah. They put more effort into chasing women than their own goals and aspirations. 100%. So the way I look at it is this. My value is determined on who I am as a man. And I feel like um, I may not be exactly where I want to be, but I know where I'm going or what I want to do. So I see it like this. If you have any lack of respect for me or you don't think that I'm a a viable option or whatever, Mm -hmm. then that's your loss. Because you'll never find a man like me. I'm just keeping it 100. And the reason why I say you'll never find a man like me is because I know my value as a man. Yeah. There is. I'm I'm one of one. Keith is one of one. So when you leave certain men or you think you're too good for them, you're going to search your whole motherfucking life wondering why so-and-so is not like that dude. That's because there never will be a person like that. Yeah. I remember I was working on this, like I had a this concept of a song that right. that kind of stems like that, uh-huh. and it's just like like the most cocky, but almost like the truthful for, version of that. Because uh-huh. you start to see, and then you you see like the type of like the girls throughout your life that you deal with, like you start to see the type of people that they deal with there you before go. and after you. There you go. Oh like, yeah, oh, you with this nigga now? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You like. You wasted my time. Yeah. Like, you was lucky to have me around. Yeah. And I'm not saying that from a cocky standpoint. I just know that the way I think as a man and where I'm going is on a different wavelength than a lot of men. Yeah. Because a lot of men are lost. A lot of human beings are lost. It just, I think when you've done the work on yourself to find yourself, Mm -hmm. whether that's from a mental health standpoint or, you know, a career, financially, physically, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, when you've done the work, Mm-hmm. You know your value is based in that, not on how you fucking look, not yeah. on what car you drive, but based on the world that you've created for yourself and continue to create. Yeah, there's value in that. Yeah. So to come back to the Cardi B thing, Cardi B is a fucking charting artist. 
Why would you allow another human being to have that much control over you? You are Cardi motherfucking B. And you've taken the same guy back multiple times. You made a song about wet pussy and it went straight to number one. Ridiculous. Right. You you are wasting your wet pussy ah. on the motherfucker <laughs> that's been cheating on you. If your pussy's so wet, why are you wasting it? <laughs> that wet pussy could be nurtured and <laughs> and cultivated by another man <laughs> that is willing to be loyal to it. So this I'm is dead. <laughs> Yeah, man. So look, folks, I don't care who you are, it, woman, man, whatever. If you're a person that's working with value and you know you're going somewhere, don't keep making decisions that are beneath you. Yeah. You have to understand when people are not behaving in accordance to your value, just don't, leave them alone. Mm-hmm. Leave them alone. You have, yeah. you got no choice. Um uh, switching gears, the debate. Um for anybody that's seen the debate, I'm sorry. Um, mm-hmm. But this one was like a, 55 million people or something. Yeah, this this debate was a lot better than the last one. I will say that. Uh-huh. Um, was it really necessary in regards to swaying voters? I don't think it was. I think everybody pretty much knows who the fuck they're voting for at this point. Yeah. Um, but I, I was I was let down in a lot of many ways. And one of them was when there was serious questions being asked to either the candidates, whether it's Biden or whoever. They just did a terrible fucking job of answering these questions. Both um, sides. Both sides. Terrible. Just mm-hmm. Basically, were asked about um, uh, race issues or uh, black people in America. Um, I guess it was something in regards to police or something. And then it was another question about the displaced children, primarily Mexican children, mm-hmm. over 500 of them displaced. And they were asked, how will you reconnect these kids with their families? And no one asked a fucking question. No one answered the question. No one answered it. Yeah. And you said ass, my bad. I was just no. Oh, okay, my bad. You know. oh, sorry about that, Keith. <laughs> and listeners. Um, no one answered the fucking question. Mm-hmm. And it was really fucked up because when it comes down to it, you guys don't really have an answer for it. You expect mm-hmm. votes from the American people, but this issue is just being diluted. First of all, when people dilute certain conversations, it shows that they really don't give a fuck. They don't. When they say, well, the homeless are here and some of them can get COVID-19, they're like, well, I mean, if they did better in their lives and they didn't do drugs, it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You just don't give a fuck about the homeless. Yeah. But you are saying, oh, yeah, well, you know, maybe if they didn't do drugs, you don't know every homeless person's situation. Mm -hmm. There's some really good homeless people that are homeless that are good people with good hearts Mm -hmm. that have mental health issues or they've had some tragedy happen in their lives. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a different story. But I noticed that when people don't give a fuck, they kind of group everyone together. Yeah. And it's just so fucking, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I think that was, for me, that was one of the biggest things. Because if you think about it, um, the the biggest, so that the conversations be like an hour and some change or, you know, maybe a little bit less than an hour. And for, for most people in America, the biggest, um, the most the issues that are affecting them the most is probably a sh- maybe a 10, 15 minute segment of that. So True. if you're, you know, if you're if you're talking about, you know, Black Lives Matter, if you're talking about, right. you know, taxes or whatever, it's only going to be a small portion that you genuinely, genuinely care about. And for us as black people um, and minorities, you know, the, the questions that we care the most about was about, you know, police brutality and uh-huh. then like, you know, the the immigrants that are locked up in the cages and stuff like that. So what happened with those situations is they both walked around mm-hmm. those those topics and right. they didn't answer them directly. Right. And then what happens is 
excuse me, there's there starts to be a um a tangential conversation. Right. So it'll be like, um, you know, we're doing everything in our power to do this and then all of a sudden like Donald Trump will respond and he's responding about Joe Biden's kids. It's or he's ridiculous. responding about, you know, something that has nothing to do. Or he's responding about what Ob- what Obama did. Much it's like he said he said Obama's name like five or six times Crazy. over the course of the theme. Obama ain't been president for four years now. Here's my problem, man. I have a problem with uh just a lack of integrity from Donald Trump. People can say, I support my president. I don't support any man that does what he does. Mm-hmm. You talk over somebody the whole time. You 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 assassinate the person's family. This is about the American people. I don't give a fuck about Joe Biden's son. I don't give a fuck about what they were doing. Okay, because mm-hmm. both of y'all is foul mm-hmm. for one. Secondly, I just don't respect a man that doesn't know when to shut the fuck up. Yeah, that is my problem. Why is it that me and Keith do a podcast every week, but when Keith's talking, I'm shutting the fuck up. When when uh, when I'm talking, he stops talking. Why is it two men? One a truck driver, another one a film director in college and a college graduate. Mm-hmm. Just be two regular guys. But we know how to conduct a conversation better than the president of the United States. That is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That is ridiculous. And it's inexcusable. Yeah. Um, and it's just sad. And imagine this, folks, for, for any of those that are not any of those that are not uh, black or Mexican or just if you're white and you're listening to this, let me try to. Like flip this on you real quick. Imagine if you're black or brown or a person of color in America and you see every president has been white except one. Imagine if you had every president being black and not one of them being, you know what I'm saying? Not one of them being white. So we got to sit through generations of nothing but white leadership. First, let's be clear. This is not saying it from a racial standpoint. I'm just being honest. Why is it that every year it's a new old white man we got to vote for? There's yeah. never anyone of color. There's never anyone that is of age. You And it's crazy how there's no real diversity. Yeah. There's no real diversity. Now, you could call me a racist or you could just fucking listen. Yeah. Okay. Why is it that every president is white? Not one Latino, not one Asian, not one, one black. You have one black president, Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Out of 45 fucking presidents, all of them are fit the same mold, old and white. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. That just the, just just the politics in general. Like and then the crazy thing is, too, is this this dude said that I hate when people use people of color and use them as a talking point. I've done more for the black community since it's uh, since Abraham Lincoln. That was a wild statement. I said, man, fuck you. That's what I said. Because you ain't nobody, bro. First of all, the government needs to admit they were complicit in the destruction of black wealth in America. Mm-hmm. And, and I hate it when they use black people. I'm doing prison reform and this and that. And it's like, first of all, it's just like you making black people to be these loser criminals that we got to bail out. Yeah. And I hate it goes it. back to the thing. He didn't answer any of the questions. No, he didn't. Mm-hmm. And, and first of all, let's be clear. Before you chastise me for what I'm saying, make sure you go and Google search redlining the New Deal, um, uh, uh, freaking uh, the was it the 13th mm-hmm. Amendment? Um, Google Basically, the, people could be slaves, bro, if they're in prison. And also Google the, the the housing market is one of the most important things to look up in redlining because redlining, like I mentioned before many times on this podcast, 
was the probably one of the most egregious forms of housing discrimination in American history, mm-hmm. where the suburbs were created for white families. Black people were not allowed to live there. Yeah. All, that's why do you think in all the suburb, suburbs you live in, it's probably somebody that lives in a good neighborhood and all your neighbors are white. It's not because you're better than us. It's because of the fucking government. That's why. Mm-hmm. The government did this. It was created for white families. That wealth created by them affected their lineage. Mm-hmm. Their lineage was able to sell those houses and move to the move to other suburbs. Yeah. Black families were ran out of the suburbs. The problem with America is America has did a, a great job of hiding the history of this country and they made it look better than what it really is. Mm-hmm. I'm not speaking from an ignorant, um, uneducated aspect like or, or viewpoint, excuse mm-hmm. me. I actually know what the fuck I'm talking about. And if you don't know what you're talking about, turn this podcast off, go to Google now, or go to the fucking library. Mm -hmm. Okay? Why do you think that every city in America has the same makeup? In the lower parts of areas in every city, it's black and brown people. Why? What's the logic? Oh, because they're lazy? Because they're stupid? No. It's because that's the way the government set up America. Or even more apparent, like how close the ghettos are to the rich neighborhoods. Not not not, not so much in Bakersfield, but in L.A. If you're driving downtown, you could go to freaking Skid Row and where all the homeless people, all the homeless mm-hmm. tents and stuff are. Yeah. And then a mile this way mm-hmm. is all the tallest buildings in L.A. And it's just like... And what becomes apparent is there's a dividing line yes. that's dividing all these there areas up and the money is staying on this side of there that street. Yeah. It's called redlining. Mm-hmm. L.A. is one of the best examples of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when L.A. really first started popping, there was a lot of black people coming from like Chicago during the like the industrial revolution that, you know, they came out. Uh, to Los Angeles and there's a yeah. lot of middle class black folks living next to white people they did not like it yeah. which is called white flight make sure you go to look it up on Google Google white flight okay yeah. so these white families were able to be uplifted and uprooted and moved to the suburbs with the new deal and black and brown people were considered non-desirable yeah. okay or even black families that had equal wealth or um, I guess trust to pay their mortgages on time, they were still not given a chance to move to these areas. Mm -hmm. Um, And it created these lines, literally called redlining. And there was police that were patrolling these lines that if you were black and you crossed over, you would be arrested. And it's sad. I know this is a tangent from the debate, but it sucks when you see two older white men that grew up in these eras knowing very goddamn well how racist it was and how fucked up black people were treated. And they don't answer the question. Yeah, that is a problem. I do not like that at all. Am I saying that a black or Asian or Mexican Latino would be way better at doing this? I'm not saying that directly. But what I am saying is. We it's as a person of color, you have to keep watching this year after year after year. And and back when it was okay to bash black people, Hillary was over there like calling black people, black kids, super predators. Yeah. And she did. And Trump said that. And it was the truth. He said that about Biden. No, he said that about Hillary. Hillary, Um, He said about Biden and Hillary. mm -hmm. But and and it's the truth. They did. Biden didn't say that. Well, Biden didn't say that. Hillary did. But but motherfucking uh, Biden signed that 94 crime bill. Yeah. So they were all in. They were he all, did admit that that was wrong. I think he's that was no, the first the Clintons time. did. No, I, Biden did during he, the presidential debate. He admitted that. Yeah. OK, well, this is the first time he I said heard he fucking, screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, and 
I think he was old enough to understand back then that it was wrong. But yeah. based on the fact that they were trying to break, uh, be tough on crime, because yeah. Clinton was the most conservative liberal you really could have. Yeah. He was super tough on crime and shit, and that meant locking up black and brown people. Yeah, <laughs> I think Bi- I think I think Biden's real. The I don't. Who knows who's going to win? I don't know if Biden's going to win, but I don't know. I think he would have a better chance of winning if he just became more liberal. Mm. But since he's like a conservative liberal, it's just, it's going to be tough to get you know to. I think people are voting against Trump more so than voting for Biden. True. But those people that are like, you know, the swing states, right. it's going to be difficult to get those people um, on board because it's like you're, you're a very conservative liberal. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's certain things that he just it, it's ridiculous, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Biden is just I mean, how did they all sit down and say Biden is the best candidate for president? How? Yeah. The Democrats, you can't do better than this. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of people voting for Joe uh, Joe, Joe Jerkinson. Mm-hmm. And that's going to get Trump back in office because yeah. Biden doesn't have any fucking integrity. Trump already doesn't. But yeah. Biden doesn't. If you got two people with a, that lack integrity, people are just going to stick with the motherfucker that's already in there. Yeah. The incumbent wins most of the time anyways. Exactly. So you have to do something very extreme to get Trump out of office. And yeah. I don't think Biden is. He's not doing enough. Doing that. I don't. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of liberals that like, we got to get Trump out of there, this and that. And it's like, OK, fine. Right. We get in. My, the whole objective is, is, is I just think it's I just don't think the country is progressive enough to vote for a black woman and Joe Biden. I just don't fucking think that America is progressive enough. Yeah, I just don't. I don't think that they're good enough. If you get a better Democrat in there, that's different. I think. Yeah. If you, I think. I honestly think a guy like Andrew Yang could easily beat Donald Trump. Yeah, very easily, yeah. very easily. Yeah, but evidently the Democrats didn't feel like he was, you know, all the people that would have beat Trump, they didn't put him in there. And you know what else I think about Trump too? I think Trump has dirt on too many people. Mm-hmm. I think that honestly, I think Trump has so much dirt on people that um, that a lot of them probably don't even want to. They probably dropped out. I don't know what Trump has on Bernie. He had to have something. I don't I don't know. I think that I don't think Trump is I think he says all of the things he knows about people. Mm. Like during the debates, he's saying, you know, what about these emails? Yeah, what about he, your son getting money from there? What about you getting money from China? He's saying all these things. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know if I don't even know if he has the capacity to hold the information back. That's true. And you know what else is funny too is is he had a horrible defense for his bank account in China. Yeah. He said he found that you had a secret account. These accounts have been known for years. Yeah, I, <laughs> I've seen it. These accounts have been around. Yeah. It's public knowledge that they've been they've been there. And it's like this is not a deal breaker for Trump supporters. This is what liberals need to understand. Yeah. Liberals need to understand that when shit comes out about Trump, it's not going to sway people who support him. Yeah, it doesn't make it doesn't make a difference. They, they're so focused on trying to um, bash Trump that like that's not going to work. It's not going to work. They don't. They he can say whatever he wants to. And he did the first time he ran. He said whatever you want to. Yeah. He said, you know, he said discriminatory things about Mexicans and black people and stuff like that. And he still won. But yeah. what they're doing is they're using those same taxes that they try to use the yeah. first time with Hillary, and it's it, it doesn't work. They don't no. care if he doesn't pay taxes. No, they don't care if he's racist. No, they don't care about any of that. No, 
and, and what makes it worse too is the liberals they 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 complain and bitch about racism so much that when he actually does something that's questionable, everybody turns a blind blind's eye to it because you've been bitching about Trump being racist this whole fucking time. Maybe yeah. if you shut the fuck up and let him hang himself with the things he says, then he would be in trouble. However, yeah. the liberals and it could be something I've turned on this extremely liberally biased news like msnbc or or uh, uh cnn you turn yeah. it on and it's always something small look how he walks out just the lack of respect the way he walks out <laughs> on, it's like y'all just you're doing the same thing fox news did to fucking obama it's always a headline too and uh melania doesn't want to hold his hand it's like oh god who cares about their marriage dude yeah it, she, she took her hand away from his hand that's not enough for me to be like oh see even his wife doesn't like him we shouldn't vote for him like yeah. that's not <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous man it's I, a bunch of nonsense yes. one one thing that i noticed too is like um the a lot of what they were arguing over were things that can be proven uh factual or not factual right right, right, right. so when it comes to like the banks that you know trump has overseas or when it comes to joe biden's son getting money from all these different foreign countries and stuff like that a lot of that stuff can technically be proven, you know, factual or not factual. Right. And I feel like the majority of that, maybe 90% of that conversation was arguing over whether something was factual or not. Right. So essentially, like somebody was lying the majority of that yeah. political debate. 100%. And it's just like, it's, it's so sad to me, man, because I'm just like, I'm I'm trying to find out information and it just seemed like they were arguing over whether something is true or not the whole yeah. debate and and you know what's sad is that they're well aware of their they're well aware of their base they're well aware of who they're pandering to just like when um they brought up antifa and joe biden said antifa's not a, a it's more of an idea it's not a and i'm thinking like bro why would you even remotely like try to cover antifa up Antifa, Antifa ain't voting for you. Yeah, but what it is is they're far left, and they mm-hmm. know that there are a lot of far left people that are obviously going to have to are voting for Biden if yeah. he wants to keep their vote. The same thing when they brought up the Proud Boys for fucking Trump, and Trump like the stand down and stand by or whatever the case. Yeah. And the thing about it is, is they're well aware of these groups that exist that support them. Just like when they when they asked the president about motherfucking Black Lives Matter and he said, so what What do you believe about black lives? Like, well, I mean, when I initially heard them, I, I heard them say fry them like bacon. And I and it's just these talking points that conservatives have because this is what their base believes. Yeah. Right. And you have to do what's in accordance to your base in order to keep them voting for you. If Trump said, yeah, I, I think Black Lives Matter is actually a good thing now. I, I don't think it's, you know, it doesn't harm anybody, whatever. But here's the thing. People will call Black Lives Matter a terrorist group, but not the, te- not the KKK. That's because fucking crazy. Because the people that's voting for. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. What you realize, too, is like once you start to really dissect it, like you said, it's, it's one of those things where both of these people don't want to disrespect the extremist versions on both sides. A hundred percent. So Biden would never say anything disrespectful By about Antifa. Antifa. Right. And the same with uh, Trump. He would never say anything disrespectful about the Proud Boys or mm-hmm. the KKK or any yeah. of those, those groups. You know who the fuck's voting for you. You know yeah. who the fuck is. What do you want me to say? What do you want what me to say? What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? Yeah. <laughs> and I think Chris, shout out to Chris Flail. I've listened to that old episode that we had with him and he says he won't. He said uh, that he said that these these hate groups are going to be like he won't say it publicly, but he's with us. Yeah. Right. And 
it's the truth. Yeah. And people say, well, why would you assume that he's racist because he's white? No, you fucking idiot. Because he has not denounced it. He said, once he said one time, I denounce white supremacy, I, I denounce it, right? When in actuality, it just, it was at a time where he said conflicting things. He always, he always does it like in a backhanded way too. Yeah. Like if you're asking the, the, um, the moderator, what do you want me to say? And then you're just repeating whatever they said. Right. It's just kind of one of those things where you don't actually genuinely believe it. And I'm not going to have the, the typical liberal take like, uh, I think he's a racist. First of all, I don't know if Trump is racist or not. But what I do know is he's, he's, willing, to, yeah. he's willing to bargain racism to win a fucking election. Yeah. That is the problem I have with this guy. To where yeah. you, you, first of all, the KKK beat and lynched and burned crosses in black people's yards for decades. Mm-hmm. Okay decades and they are not considered a hate group in america yeah. why yeah right but you got the nerve to talk about black lives matter should be a motherfucking hate group who yeah. the fuck if they killed do they burn crosses in white people's yards what the fuck are they doing to make you feel like they're a hate group yeah you have people have an overall lack of um just knowledge of this country they don't yeah. understand the historical context of america yeah they just read all the bullshit that was in the textbooks and they'd be like yeah go america i love america but i'm a person that realize america needs fucking work yeah and it's going to take over a hundred years to undo the shit that happened to people who are who have obviously been oppressed. Yeah. And people don't under, even understand what system systemic oppression is. They think systemic oppression is fake news. Yeah. That's sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. Systemic oppression is something that there are not systems put in place now to oppress black and brown people. But when black people have been behind for so long, those systems still affect those people to this very day. There's not systems that say, or, or, or laws that say because you're black you can't drink from this water faucet but those systems were in place for so long it's almost like playing a game of monopoly without no fucking money yeah yeah, yeah literally <laughs> and, no, and no property that's monopoly represents life yeah 100 mm-hmm. monopoly is probably the best example of what systemic uh, racism was in america yeah it's like you gotta in order to be in order to kind of catch up you know you ain't got no property you motherfucking you gotta get out of jail yeah, <laughs> you, and the only money you collecting is that little two hundred dollars you get from pass and go. Yeah, what's that welfare? Yeah, basically. Yeah, this is <laughs> fucked up. Unemployment. Shoot. All right, let's switch gears from this. Uh, switching gears. Um, there was recently has been like screenshots. Uh, I guess women posting screenshots of men asking them for for money, and basically just talking about how you know how men have declined or X and Y. And here's my problem with it. My problem with it is this, is I think that it's all about energy. We've mentioned this a million times. Your your energy and where you're going in life determines your decisions you make. If you are dealing with men that you have to give money all the time, whose fucking fault is that? Yeah. That's yours. That's yours. By the way, there's no context to these. Me and Keith talked about this earlier. There's no real context to these screenshots and what they're about. Maybe this guy's not a bad guy. Maybe he just needed help. At one time, he needed help, and he asked you. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I just think screenshotting people is trash too. Yeah, it's really trash because you're only screenshotting the things that you want people to see. Exactly. You know, so nobody knows. And we and by, always do that too. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You may have sent a dick pic earlier, but she 
talking crazy to you gonna crop out the dick pic and then just send a portion to your friends or whatever where she talking crazy to you oh, that'd be crazy that'd be crazy she what if what if, what if like she uh somebody sent a dick pic to a chick and then she respond like i hate this this is small you ridiculous <laughs> so you're gonna say every 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 bad thing she said but you're gonna crop out that small dick pic <laughs> oh man yo I, I wonder how many dudes be sending dick pics if they did it small that's crazy these girls be clowning too they gonna be man. clowning yeah they're gonna be showing their friends laughing yeah nah um but yeah you, we don't know the situation um in regards to these screenshots and by the way i think that there's a give and take in these relationships you may be screenshotting this guy for giving asking you for 30 dollars or whatever the case but he you're you're using him for something. Yeah. Maybe this guy's fucking your brains out. Maybe he's got a di- he might have a fucking diamond dick and he's fucking the shit out of you. <laughs> and you're 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 screenshotting him to crack jokes on him, but you're getting solid dick in return. But you yeah. are but you're That's priceless too. That's, solid dick is priceless. Is it, yeah, women ain't used to getting good dick, so <laughs> they probably gonna sell their soul to get the dick. And then when the guy asks them for thirty dollars, they wanna try to clown him. Dang. I mean, we always say it all the time. You heard what Kendrick said. This dick ain't free. Yeah. Yeah, pay up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's just crazy. That, yeah, I, I think the thing that bothers me the most is the, like, the gender specificity of like what they what they go after in this case. Right. It's like, you know, they're always trying to bash men. Like, oh, why would a man ever ask a, a girl for money and stuff like that? And it's yeah. like, first of all, like both genders fall on hard times. Yes. It's not a gender specific thing. 100%. And also like women go through these similar situations. Like I know of certain cases where the guy had to hold down his girl after she lost her job or right. after she got into a car accident or something like that. Yeah. So it's like why why does it always kind of point back to this like it's 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 almost an unfair uh, standard that we as men have to uphold. Right, that's you know, true. We, we talked about it before, about us as men having to have our life in order, you know, so early in life. And I don't know how old these people are, but it's like, it happens like, you know, I've had to borrow money from Eddie certain times and, yeah, and vice versa. And it's just versa. like, it's one of those things where if, if I was in a relationship with my girl, I probably would have had to have done the same thing mm-hmm. with her so it's like mm-hmm. i just hate how we try to bring down the value of a whole group of people based off of one or two right you know specific cases right you would never catch me hearing saying like saying women are trash and this yeah and that. like i would never do that based on the fact that i know there are really good women out in the world yeah independent women holding their shit down yeah so you can't it, first of all you it, it's a lack of self-awareness when you say things like that when i hear women say men are trash and you know they need to get on our level this and that that's because you keep choosing trash period yeah Yeah. you simply do not have to choose these motherfuckers but you do it for some reason maybe the guy is handsome and you like that maybe he's fucking Mm -hmm. the shit out of you and you like that whatever the case whatever this guy some of these women are like like the ceo of a sanitation facility they just keep picking trash up (laughs) 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 oh man Oh my god, dang. Oh man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they like the head janitor. You just picking out trash the whole time. That's true. A lot of these women are fucking janitors. 
They just go through picking out fucking trash all day. Oh, man. Yeah, bro. And was, they be janitors, but hate their boyfriend would never be a janitor. Right. Yeah. Right. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, just people in general, men, women, you got to make better choices. And those cho- I think that your choices reflect who you are. Yeah. If you're a high value person, like a genuinely high value person does not put themselves in situations over and over because typically a person with more value is self-aware. Yeah. And for you to be like messing with dudes that ask you for $30, whatever, what it is, this is the problem. I think there's two people with low value. The man might have a low value and maybe you have low value, but your value is slightly above his. So you feel superior to this guy that you're with, even though you're still using him in some capacity. And it makes you feel good to screenshot it and put it out in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't care what personal situation I have going on with any woman I'm dealing with in my life at the time. I don't feel the need to publicize it. I don't feel the need to disrespect her in any way. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you're really with someone like and you rock with them and she's like in a has a problem and she's going through it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's my job as her man. Like, OK, here, take this thousand dollars. Get this straightened out. You're yeah. all right. Yeah. You know. I just feel like you sh- and you don't even need to publicize that. If but the th- the thing is, honestly, if you really rocking with somebody, is that even an issue? hundred percent, it's never, yeah. never yeah. is. It's but never. So a it's it's your fault for even making that relationship that important. A hundred percent. If if a girl, I think, uh, I'm not sure. I'm sure there has been a situation where this girl I was just casually messing with asked me for money, just. Just out of the blue, but it wasn't even a conversation. Like you know, yeah. that this is not something that I hang my hat on. And, you know, it's not even in my memory bank. That's it's very just true. like whatever. <clears throat> That's very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just I couldn't imagine that though. If you're just casually dealing with the chicken, it's nothing serious at all. And you just the only time you connect is when you're hooking up. Yeah. Like, don't ask me for anything. Yeah. You know, and 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 even then, I still wouldn't judge if I seen like she was genuinely going through a situation. I'm gonna give from the heart. Yeah, honestly. And when you get from the heart, you can't really expect too much back. Yeah. I just rather give you something. She's paying help. you back in wet pussy. So, yeah, that's prostitution. I don't <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> the fact that you don't have to have sex with me to get something from me. I feel like I, I'm going to give from the heart regardless if I feel like you're worth it. Yeah. Because just because you just hooking up with a chick does not mean that she's not a good person. It's just that. Yeah. You know, that's just the situation at that time. Yeah. You know, everybody. This is another thing people don't talk about. Everybody's not just ready for a relationship immediately. Yeah. Some it's a lot of good women out there right now that they just want some dick. They don't even want to be with nobody right now. Yeah. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. People don't talk about it. And they can barely, barely afford their bills. So they might need a little bit of help from you. Who knows? A little bit of dick, a little bit of bills. <laughs> I think about that song uh, uh, with the, the uh, Destiny's Child. Uh-huh. Can't even pay my bills. Can't pay my telephone bills. <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck do you think I am? Who the fuck do you think I am? We just, I think it's just an unrealistic expectations that these women put on men. Like yeah. We're supposed to be able to take care of you and yeah. take care of ourselves, pay our own. Like usually coming into a relationship, you got your own set of bills that you could barely pay for. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, when you get into a relationship, you're expected to, to like pay your yeah. telephone bill. I'm supposed to show up. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. You ain't got to pay for nothing, girl. I remember that video we seen yeah. the dude was screaming like, fucking, "Girl shouldn't pay for nothing." Shit, fucking clown. Yeah. Look here, man. I think that for, I think this is true for both men and women. I think that finding an equal partner is is realistic for a man, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think finding someone like actually better on the the I, th- I think. Finding someone better 
as a man is not as realistic as yeah. it is for a woman. Yeah. Because I've seen a lot of women that are just really pretty and that's like their currency and then they could they could latch on to a successful man. Yeah. Versus where um women only date across and up. Women yeah. don't really like dating down. If they date down, then that means they're they, just getting dick from them. They might just be getting dick from them. Cause yeah. like that might be it. Like sometimes dick is a form of currency for some men. <laughs> I guess it is. Sometimes it is. Women go through it. They won't admit it, but sometimes they do what a dude that really ain't got his life together, but he fucking the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. And they fuck with dudes like that. But that's not something they're trying to hold on to. Or it's available. Or it's available. Yeah. Availability. Facts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, switching gears, man. Convenient. You ever got? You ever, you ever gave a girl convenient dick? Yeah, it's like she might not have really wanted to mess with you, but <laughs> <laughs> you was the only one up at one a.m. <laughs> women won't admit that. Women, women will never admit that type of shit. They'll be like, women get horny, bro. They get very fucking horny, and yeah. they're human beings like everyone else. And they figure like, hey, you know, this Eddie guy seems like he's cool. Wonder mm. what, wonder what the dick's like. Hey, what are you doing? Yeah, it's two in the morning. You, <laughs> you get a what are you doing at two in the morning? <laughs> what I hate is when you get that text and you sleep and you wake up the next day. Ah, you be hot. You're like damn, God, dang. She be in a whole different mood. Yeah. Then, then the next time you try to hook up with her, she already got a new dick. Exactly. She ain't trying to. She got to yeah. hey, You let she leave you on red after that. Yeah, you on red. Yeah. <laughs> you had your chance. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All That's right, funny. switching gears. Um, people do everything but work on their mental health. Yeah. Um, what I notice is we live in a world where uh, everything, most people come first. Um, um, jobs come first. Um, we put people first. Just people that really shouldn't be first, but them first. We look at everything else but our mental health. We don't do yeah. anything to complement our mental health. I think for me, an example would be my mental health for me is when I'm at work. Obviously, I'm a truck driver. When I'm looking out that window and I'm just, you know, on the open road, I think a lot. I spend a lot of time doing a lot of thinking. Mm-hmm. And then when I can get on a podcast every week and express myself, that's very therapeutic for me also. Mm-hmm. So I can express how I feel on a platform to other people who might feel the way I do, or I'm giving them another perspective. So it's kind of refreshing for me to have these conversations. And Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it's it's somewhat like that for Keith. If Keith has any issues, he could talk to me or Mm -hmm. vice versa. So having someone to talk to doing something that helps you express yourself or vent, you know, going to the gym, these things are important. And a lot of people avoid them. Some people work a bunch of hours they never work out. They eat a horrible diet. They have bad relationships and they don't have anybody to talk to. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really fucked up, man. Yeah. You start to um, and it becomes more apparent during times like we are in now. 100%. As far as like the whole presidential debates and coronavirus. You know, yeah, and coronavirus. A lot of people are at home or a lot of people are going to work consistently and they. There's a little bit of skepticism as far as like, you know, who has a virus and who doesn't and, you know, all these kind of things. But I think like like you said, um, the mental health aspect is the least of most people's worries. And they and what happens is a lot of people are putting themselves in situations where it's where they it's not conducive to their uh, their mental health. So they get into relationships with people that only stress them out or you know they have friends that are only stressing them out or friends that they can't go to in trying times it's like 
you know, and they're holding on to these relationships. So it's one of these things where, um, of course, you know, the whole mental health conversation is more of a newer conversation in, in the past few years. But I feel like as the as soon as it became a conversation, it was up to us to really dive into it and understand like what's going on. Because right. we didn't have mental health conversations when, you know, I was like 18, 19 Mm-mm. years old. I didn't even, that wasn't, it was just crazy or Mm-mm. it was just something right. like you just need to, you need to suck it up type of thing. Right. Um, yeah. There should be more conversations like that with younger people because there are young people that are committing <coughs> suicide. Yeah. <clears throat> and if I feel there was a young, there was an older, uh, older men or men my age or your age or whatever the case that went in, we could relate to these kids and say, hey, look, man. You're probably going through a lot of stress right now, whether it's, you know, you you like this girl a lot or she broke your heart or whatever's going on. But, yo, you got a long life ahead of you, man. Yeah. This is just a trial. You're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Like people need to know this type of shit. And um, a lot of times they don't. Mm -hmm. And they work on they work on attracting this girl and they work on trying to do all these things for people. And it can become it can become um, consuming. Yeah, it, it could consume your mind to the point to where you're lost mm-hmm. and you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that we need to consider our mental health. And I don't want to sound like fucking Charlemagne, and I don't want to sound like all these internet people that all of a sudden care about mental health. Yeah, like I genuinely care about it because I have a mother who has schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've seen it firsthand growing up. Mm-hmm. Mental health. I've seen it in my family and how it can depreciate and why it's important to recognize what's going on in your life. Yeah. You know, um, so I, I stream. I strongly urge people um, to take and take yourself into account. If you need a day to motherfucking go to the beach. And yeah. I think the number one thing I could t- say, honestly, is learn how to love yourself without people. And what I mean by that is, is. If you need to take a drive somewhere on your own and listen to your favorite songs and go to your favorite restaurant and just take time away from everybody. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Because people, people, people are human, obviously. 100%. So they're, they're always going to be like they're flawed. There's an error in the algorithm. hundred like percent. People can one day they can make you happy and then one day they can make you sad. hundred percent. So Therefore, you have to not rely on people. You have to rely right. on, you know, like you said, you have to find a happy place for you, whether that's a beach or yes, a gym or the forest or, you know, for me, it's just the simplicity of, you know, just being alone. hundred percent. Like those type of things, um, they could, they just kind of reset you. Yes, and then you can. can go back into the world and deal with all the the er- the errors in the al- algorithm. Yes, yeah. you have to learn how to thrive. We talked about this on the podcast. You have to learn how to thrive in your solitude, so you could be social. You mm-hmm. could be anti-social, social meaning I know how to operate on my own. Yeah. So when I go out in the world, everything that's going on out there is not impacting me so much to where I even question my own existence. Yeah. When I'm out in the world, I know my value. I've done the work on myself. Yeah. So I'm not really worried about it. Yeah. You know, I, I know that people are flawed. They got problems, but I don't allow those problems to fuck with me. Yeah. Because if you rely on someone to, to keep you happy or whatever, and they're fucking hot and cold, like especially women, and it's no just no slight to women, but women just have these emotional triggers where they're off and they're on. And if you keep reacting to that as a man, you're going to be all fucked up. Yeah. You, <laughs> you don't do that. You should be in a place where if she's tripping, you're like, okay, let me give her some time. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me give her some time to figure her fucking shit out and I'm mm-hmm. gonna go do whatever I'm gonna do. And then we'll come back and we'll be cool. But you can only be able to do that when your mental health is on point. Yeah. When it's not on point, you're gonna be scrambled be eggs reaction up there. Reaction to reacting to everything. Yeah, you're gonna be too reactionary. Mm-hmm. You do you don't wanna be too reactionary. Of course you recognize when things go on, but then you realize like, yo, I don't need to battle everything that other people are, you know, dealing with or trying to put on me. Yeah, I, I think that it, that's a very important thing. Like, I feel like um, in order for most um, interactions or friendships or relationships to thrive, there has to be like this, this uh, not that one person needs to be better than another, but there there's going to be certain instances where someone does something wrong. And then that it's up to that other person to have enough um, emotional intelligence or right. like enough uh, self-awareness to, to know that. Um, this is just an emotional response. Right. So, you know, you just got to deal with it on that level. Yeah, that's true. And then you, you, you have a slight understanding, like um, if someone is just yelling at you or something like that, you, you, you have enough self-awareness or emotional intelligence or you, you, you're in such a good place from going to the beach or going to the there forest or driving in your truck or whatever there for 10 hours and be like, oh, this is, this, this too shall pass. A hundred percent. It's perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, it, it's perspective because you've seen, you've dealt with enough, you've been through enough to actually be like, look, man, like this is going to pass. I've been through worse. Mm-hmm. I recognize that this is somebody else's trying to put their stress on me, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you deal with it a lot better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, something to think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, switching gears. One thing with oh, that wait, uh, interesting idea is like, I feel like, um, like there's this, uh, like you, like you were saying, like people putting their stress onto to other people. Yeah, it's kind of like I guess I don't have a, a great analogy for it, but like vomiting, for instance. Like you know, there's <laughs> there's like <laughs> it's like you know you have something in your stomach that's upsetting your stomach, so right. you have to like get it out. And I feel like that's what a lot of people do with their stresses. So yeah, don't throw up on me though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But if like if work is stressing them out, if their boss is yelling at them or right. the numbers aren't good enough, it's like that's that same sickness in their stomach and they just have to get it out. Yeah. And then they're just throwing up on other people. I have no problem. I have no problem with people venting to me or whatever. I'm a good listener. However, what you need to realize is all of us have our own shit. Mm-hmm. Don't get too comfortable thinking that you can dump your shit on other people you have to find a way to deal with it on your own yeah right so by the time you do tell someone you've dealt with so much of it that you've diluted it so much that when you do tell the person and they do receive it they may be willing to to respond to it in a more healthy manner yeah but you might be overloading that other person so fucking much with your shit then they're like, hey, man, like, why do you keep doing this to me? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> especially when therapy is so readily available. <laughs> There's people out there. They want you to come to talk to them. Yeah, that's true. I was I was having this conversation. I was saying, like, if you were if you are a messy person or right. like a, a person that likes gossip, one thing that you can do is become a therapist mm. because you're taking in everybody's most messy issues like yeah i just cheated on my wife the other day and uh, i just don't know what to do and then they're just walking you through the conversation and you just consuming all this stuff and you like you watch reality tv show you you watch love and hip-hop and stuff so yeah Yeah, people i don't know i I think that what happens too is people people create a mess 
mm-hmm. and then they expect the world to deal with it. Yeah. You cannot expect people to deal with something you created. Yeah, and exactly. This is very simple, but a lot of times, even when people add stress to us, you have to realize that we didn't create it. Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah. They need to fucking figure it out. Yeah. It's not on us. Yeah. I never have went to somebody like, even when I think one of the more stressful situations was like the, the era in which I left Iowa state and then I went to, uh, go live in Nevada and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to go back to school and I couldn't figure out how to pay for it. Even that time, I never put that stress on anyone else. Like, I go. told people what was going on, but I never mm-hmm. was like, Hey, can you pay for my school? Or right. so I was go like, yeah, I'm gonna go figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the number one thing that you have to learn, like as a man. All the men listen to this. This this is for women too, but primarily for men. You gotta figure your shit out. Yeah. You gotta figure it out. Mm-hmm. And 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 uh switching gears, this is one that kind of transitions to what I'm saying. Um, no one cares. And yeah. I know this sounds really fucked up, but you got to realize that people only care about results. You know, they don't really consider anything you're going through. Um, it doesn't matter who passed away in your family or what's going on or this and that. People only care about results. If you're in a results based, we live in a results based world. Yeah. Everybody's going through shit. So they figure like if you really wanted to do it, you would find a way anyways. Mm-hmm. Right. And that definitely adds stress to it. I remember I was listening to this athlete. I think it was on a podcast. He talked about his mother passing. And when he went downstairs to the hospital, um, everybody was laughing, eat breakfast and talking and the world kept going. Yeah. So as fucked up as it sounds, you may be going through the most trying time in your life, but the world ain't going to stop moving. Mm-hmm. So what you have to realize is that a lot of times people are not as empathetic or whatever the case, but you have to just find a way to move forward. I don't know what that means for everyone, but you just have to. Mm-hmm. I've been through some really fucked up shit in my life, but I had to find a way to keep going. Mm-hmm. And I think the number one, the number one um, reason for that is like, I'm here. I'm still here. Still breathing. I'm still breathing. That's the number one thing that should keep your ass moving. It's like, I'm still here. I've been given another day of life to figure out how to fuck to get myself out of this rut or mm-hmm. stress or financial situation or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? So, man, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I think you're, you're, you hit the nail on the head. Like people, and I talked about it before, like we can only care about so much stuff. So yeah. I'm, I'm not faulting anyone for not caring about Black Lives Matter or 100%. not caring about, you know, whatever situation that I'm going through as a black man in America. So um, it's up to you to realize that you're probably going to care about whatever more than anybody else. Exactly. So you have to treat these situations like that. I, I care about my mental health more than anybody else. That's why that you have to though. That's why there's a topic like about people being uh, emotionally selfish and there you, out, you know, the, those opinions, cause they don't care about your mental health right. more than you do. That's great. And you have to let them, them know that. So I think it, um, just, just knowing that no one cares about you more than yourself. Like, you got to move accordingly. Like you say, you got to make sure your mental health is in order. You got to make sure, um, you know, whatever your goals and aspirations are, you're putting more time into those things, mm-hmm. your own goals more than anybody else's. You have no choice. Yeah. You have no to. choice mm-hmm. because if I can't do what I love, then how can I love you or care about you or consider anything you're doing? Yeah. Like I have to put what I value first. Yeah. 
Like if you say, oh, you do a podcast. I thought we were going to hang out. I'd be like, we're going to hang out another time. Yeah. Or I'm out to meet with you there because this to me is great for my mental health and it's adding value to where I want to go in life. Yeah. So if I can't do this and be happy doing this, then I can't be happy doing anything else. Yeah. If you strip me of this podcast and you strip me of everything I'm trying to work for, honestly, I'd probably be lost. Mm-hmm. I'm just being honest. Like, yeah. I would just have no identity and I would feel depressed immediately because yeah. I would be a ground zero like everyone else, mm-hmm. not knowing what the fuck I'm doing with myself. Yeah. So it's it's extremely important to have an identity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think it becomes very apparent um, with the way you move. So I, I feel like I feel like I would almost tell people to be more selfish in the way they move. Yeah. Because I feel like no matter what situation you're in, and we talked about it earlier about in that whole Gary Vee idea as far as like, what can you bring to the day? What can you bring to the table? 100%. Right. Because it's not too many people that are just offering their services to you um, right. or this the services that they offer to you may not even be that equal. 100%. So, you know, us as a as a podcast or whatever, we may provide a platform for someone else. But at the same time our most viewed episode is us alone. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, you know, you, you just have to like recognize, recognize your value in these situations um, and realize that no one is going to, you know, care more about what you're doing than you are. A hundred percent. You know? Yeah. It just, it comes down to it. Like if, for example, if you said like, let's say you was going to the gym and you mm-hmm. was, he's like, my, my goal is to get down to 10% body fat. I'm working hard. I'm lifting weights, this and that. And let's say, Nine months later, you see a person that you told that and you'd be like, oh, yeah, man, I couldn't get down to 10 percent because, you know, has some stuff happened in my family, this and that. They're going to be like, oh, oh, okay. nobody cares. They care about results. They don't care about any of that other shit. Mm -hmm. So when you if that's this is why it's important to keep a lot of your goals to yourself. Yeah. Because the only person you'll let down is you. Mm-hmm. But you, but what happens is if you don't reach that milestone, you won't have people like, what happened, man? I thought you was going to do that. Yeah. And it's and it's usually coming from people that don't have any goals themselves. So they watching you because they don't think you can do it. They're yeah. watching you and they're looking at you like, I don't believe you could do it. Let me let me pay attention. Oh, why do you didn't do it? Yeah. I mean, we, we've had conversations about um, and obviously we haven't accomplished everything we want to. But 100%. we look at certain people out there and we can say like that person that just posted on Instagram that they're starting this or starting that. There you go. And then, you know, three months later, it's just fizzled out. Like you mm-hmm. click on the link in their bio and it's not, it hasn't been updated for two, three months. It's mm-hmm. just like, it's oh, okay. There. Yeah, I see. I see what there. you got going on. Yeah. I, and, you know, I don't want to speak on myself, but there's certain things that I'm working on that I have not gotten them full ready. But my thing is, is I'm constantly have my foot on the throttle. There's yeah. something, there's something I'm creating to add value to it. There's things I'm taking away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's certain things I'm working on to add value to it. Yeah. So my mind is still fixed on getting this done, but yeah. there are people that will start things and completely just cut the, cut the cord, man. Yeah. It's like, don't do that. Cause people aren't going to care when you say, yeah, I got busy, man. But you know, Maybe one day I'll get it up. You know, when I get it up, I'm going to hit you up. And it's like, nobody gives a fuck. Mm-hmm. It's don't, too late. Man. It's too late, man. Yeah. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Um, switching gears. We'll close it with this one. Um, our food company's trying to kill us. And and what's funny is me and Keith had a conversation. This is more from like, a, you know, 
I guess it's like a satirical undertone to it. <laughs> but um, basically, I was at the store the other day and I'm in the cereal aisle and I'm watching fucking uh, all these new cereals that came out, man. They got a cereal with candy in it now. Fucking mm-hmm. trolleys and shit. They got churros candy, uh, a cereal. They got, uh, 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 was it Lucky Charms with frosted Lucky Charms now? They got Lucky Charms mm-hmm. with fruit in them. They got Lucky Charms with honey in them. Yeah. They got uh, Honey Bun cereal. They got Hershey cereal. They got, yeah. this shit is crazy. None of this shit existed when I was a kid. The craziest shit that was out back when I was a kid in the late 80s, early 90s was uh, when all of a sudden around Christmas, Captain Crunch came out with a oops all berries. He's like, oh, these niggas is off the chain. <laughs> you know? But they kind of remixed the, uh, what it was the oops all berries? The oops all berries is just Captain Crunch where it's just all these little berries. It's red and blue berries. And, yeah. it, and it came out around Christmas. And, you know, Captain Crunch had a little fucking Santa Claus uniform on oh, the okay. shit. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> he actually had commercials back in the day. Really? Captain Crunch ain't got no commercials no more. Yeah, I, w- I wonder what goes into that decision to to not make commercials. Because a lot of times it's like your your advertising could just be um, people walking through the aisle, so you don't have to you know enough you have to adver- advertise as much. I think it comes from being smart. Mm-hmm. I think it comes from many many years of being Captain Crunch and seeing Captain Crunch on commercials, and everybody's like, oh shit, like that's Captain Crunch. Yeah, but they what they may have done is they probably did a uh, like a experiment to see like how much less marketing can we put and how much does it change the you know people getting this product yeah. and it probably was so like there was no difference so they said let's stop fucking putting Making money in commercials yeah we don't need to put him on commercials we, yeah everybody knows who captain captain crunch is probably one of the most notorious motherfuckers on the cereal aisle yeah. as soon as you walk in that aisle you see captain crunch with that goddamn suit on mm-hmm. and that weird hat and you like that's, that's captain yeah that's the guy I loved peanut butter crunch when I was a kid too. That was like probably my favorite. Yeah, I mess with peanut butter. Peanut crunch. butter crunch. I ain't had that in years, man. Yeah. Any yeah. most most peanut butter cereals I rock with. What they have like the Reese's. You mess with the Reese's. Oh, that shit fire with mm-hmm. the little chocolate peanut. Oh my god, yeah, that's fuego fire, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I don't fuck with milk no more. I only do almond milk. You only. Yeah. I feel like um, the other day I was or yesterday I was eating some cookies and I was like, uh, man, like this would go good with a glass of milk. Um, and for the most part, I do the. I don't eat cereal that much. So I, yeah, I can't really say. I love but cereal, like, but I can't, I can't eat it that much. <laughs> for the most part, like you know, I eat almond milk with cereal. But I just know that um, almond milk and cookies don't hit the same. Fuck me. no! You got you need that whole milk, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you need that whole milk. Oh yeah, that's true. Almond mm-hmm. milk is cool. Like it, it could it could mask itself. You know what? Hold up, I gotta correct you. What kind of almond milk did you have? Was it unsweetened? Uh, I, I didn't try it with it. I'm just saying like just from my, you know, my okay. history and Got growing it. up, I just know that cookies and whole milk is yeah. just it hit different. What I would tell you to do and try mm-hmm. is have um, almond milk, but it's vanilla, mm-hmm. vanilla almond milk, the one with the sugar in it. Yeah. Right. Get that one. And have it with the cookies. I try. I I don't person like the vanilla is too strong. It's too sweet for me. It, this ain't that bad, bro. I'm telling you. I tried it. Really? Yeah. So I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. what what brand was it? Do you know? It was. It wasn't Silk, was it? I don't remember what brand it was. The only brand that I fuck with is Almond Breeze. 
Almond Breeze. Almond it's Breeze good. is the only... Yes, it's really good. It's the only one I fuck with. That mm. silk shit, it's just too sweet, and it tastes more nutty. And okay. I don't want a bunch of nuts in my yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't want no nuts in my milk either. Yeah, I want no nuts in my milk, and my cereal, and my mouth, none of that. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Yeah, Almond Breeze is number one. But yeah. basically, not to go too far off topic, but um, yeah, these companies are coming out with these cereals with all this goddamn sugar in it, and it yeah. makes you think, like, is diabetes like a business? Yeah. You know, is is high blood pressure and all these pills and shit, is there, is there a um, connection between the crazy amounts of sugar and sodium in these foods and these companies that make blood pressure medicine, diabetes medicine, and insulin mm-hmm. and shit? And <clears throat> could they be in cahoots with each other? I don't see why there wouldn't be. I don't want to mm-hmm. get all conspiratorial, but with like, if you know what type of shit is in these foods, you like, yo, this shit should be illegal, bro. Yeah, I, th- I think there, I think there's something to that, um, and you know, who knows what goes on behind doors as far as like the circle of medicine and right. you know hospitals and also the food we eat, um, but also like, just if you were just a business without the conspiracy. Um, it's very cheap. Fru- high fructose corn syrup is very cheap. Yes, it you is. know what I mean. Just the the corn that is grown everywhere is super cheap to to make anything out of high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. So, um, just from that perspective, if you want to you want to maximize your profits, you're going to use the cheapest materials possible. Exactly. So I think that goes into it, um, and then also the fact that you know sugar is very addictive. Yes, it is. So it's like cocaine. You know, yeah, and you see it mostly in little kids where you know they they as soon as they wake up, like yo, can I have a bowl of cereal? Mom, can I have a bowl of cereal? Yeah. So um, you know that's that's one of those things that they just capitalize off of. It's just like they're probably trying to make it as sweet as possible, like you know, churro cereal or whatever. Yeah. So that the kids every morning or every time it's time for grocery shopping, they gonna want that bo- that ba- uh, that box of cereal. And the fucked up thing is these are considered breakfast cereals. So you mean to tell me it's okay for your kid to eat churros for breakfast? Eat enough sugar for two days yeah. in one morning. Your kid is running around with anxiety and shit. Yeah. It's like mom, mom, I can I mean and this was crazy thing too is it's like it just it's getting these kids bouncing off the fucking walls. Yeah. It's yeah, just like, for sure. That's not cool, man. And me as a grown man, I fucking love cereal. Cereal is one of my favorite activities. But my thing <laughs> it's my, sex and cereal. That's all I care yep, about. Sex and cereal. <laughs> sex, cereal, and podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but my thing is, is I, I limit myself. We need a, uh, once we start producing other podcasts, we should name a podcast the Sex Cereal Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they record every Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> the SSP. Oh my God. The Serial Podcast Network. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, funny. dude. Um Yeah, I, I limit myself with the amount of cereal I eat because I know I fucking love it, but I know how unhealthy cereal is. Yeah. You know, the other day, like I mentioned going to that cereal, uh, I got some honeycomb. No, I got I got uh, honey bunches, honeycomb, and golden grams. Mm-hmm. And it took me a couple of days, but I knocked all those boxes of cereal knocked down. Knocked them back. Knocked them back. Just, I just get these moments of like, I don't know if it's nostalgia <laughs> or whatever it is, but yeah. it's like, it's just eating cereal just has this thing. The two, my two weaknesses are cereal and donuts. Donuts. Okay. Yeah, but I, I like donuts from Foster's Donuts. Yeah. Shout out to Foster's. Uh-huh. It's the, the one off of... Uh, Ming, 
Okay. Yeah, that shit. They make some bomb ass. And I like the double chocolate. I like chocolate with chocolate sprinkle with a chocolate donut. Oh, Dang. my God. Yeah. I remember one time she said, the lady was an Asian lady in there. And she's like, all right, we can make you the donut, but we have to make it fresh. Yeah. I said, oh, man. Yeah, I'll wait. Yeah, I'll wait. <laughs> yeah. So the donut came out and it was slightly warm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's like the food version of WAP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of people... I, I, um, cause I don't have many vices, but a lot of people be thinking like sugar is one of them. Yeah. That but mine, but mine isn't like, I don't need it. Like I don't eat, I don't have candy in here at all. You know what I mean? In my right. office. Sure. But like, I, I go through like binges where I'd be like two days, two, three days in a row. I just be eating candy and then it'd be like a week or so where I'm just like, I'm just chilling. I think the number one person that I probably ever met in my life that has a candy problem is your older brother, Desmond. Yeah. Desmond, this motherfucker. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love him to death, but I've told him about this. I yeah. said, dude, you got to lay off the fucking candy, man. Yeah. When we it, lived together, we would be knocking back candy, bro. Yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> God damn, Desmond. And he, uh, he knocked back, like it was like a big old thing of gummy worms. Yeah. And he was just knocking them back. He's like, you want some gummy worms? It was a, like a bucket. Yeah. He's like, you want some gummy worms? Come yeah. on, man. I think he was trying to get me to eat them so he didn't feel so bad about yeah. knocking back at it. And I was thing. like, nah, I ain't never been the dude to really be eating candy like yeah. that. What I will say is he put me onto a lot of like, a lot of my favorite candies though. <laughs> I was like, dang, if he eating it, it must be fire. Yeah. yeah. Desmond was right. He was like, whenever y'all would get certain new like games or toys, he was always playing them. Yeah. Remember that time y'all had Beyblades? Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? And he was like, <laughs> it's Beyblades, bro. I was like, what the fuck is a Beyblade? <laughs> yeah. Man, Desmond a big kid. Man. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I, had, uh, I, I, I think, uh, I, well, I tried to hit him last night. He was busy with the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I sent him this little video. Uh, mm-hmm. On uh, Instagram, yeah, it was this dude, and the dude's name was Desmond. I put it in the, in the group chat we had, uh-huh. and uh, the girl walked to him. He said, "I'm gonna hand him this fake baby and see if he notices." So she handed him a fake baby while the dude was playing a game, and then she's like, "Babe, are you good?" And he's like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm good." He said, "Look down at your son," and he looked down at the son, at his son, but it was a fake baby. He's like, he "Oh no, that's funny." Yeah, that's probably one of the funniest pranks ever, man. Yeah, that's All right. comedy. Well, we're gonna end it here, man. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. Yeah, um, thanks for rocking with yeah, us. Thanks for rocking with us, man. Always. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for listening to the Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K. Fing. We're out of here. Peace.